Welcome back to the Bet the Juice podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Week 10 of the college football season is among us. Connor, it is almost over. Aren't you excited? Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Do not make me hit you with this microphone. I didn't. I, I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. Okay, I know you don't, but come Monday, we do have college basketball. About Boo. goddamn time college basketball Boo. season is finally here. Games every single day. I forget how many teams are in action Monday, but I will say, just as a broader thing, watching a lot of these exhibition games and stuff like that, these Division II schools and some of these Division III schools are hanging tight with some pretty decent college basketball teams. Ohio State beat the crap out of Shamanon. Yes, they yes. did. Yes, they did. But like looking at these scores, like now Kansas ended up beating Pittsburgh State yesterday by like 30. But at one point, it was 17-4, to 4, Pittsburgh State. Well, that and like Louisville losing to Lenore Ryan. Yeah. Like that was... I didn't even know about it until the next morning, and I got on Twitter, and I saw the score, and I was like, what? Louisville could be like like Georgia Tech ACC bad this year. Dang. Like, they are bad. Granted, they did just get off on all their sanctions. Yeah, that I, that was insane to me. I mean, I'm all for it. Free Rick. <laughs> Free Rick all day. Um, Like, even Michigan State, Grand Valley State was up at halftime for Michigan State. Michigan State ended up pulling away. Oakland had a game who I think is a good team in the horizon. They were down. I forget what team they played, but they were losing to halftime. It's it's definitely going to be a little rusty. Don't do what a lot of people do and just, you know, hammer unders because you think both teams are going to be rusty. That doesn't work because obviously Vegas takes in, in consideration for that as well. But real quick, we're not going to spend all day on it. I'm just going to kind of run through. I picked 11 conferences. So my favorite of like the big conferences – which I consider to be, I consider in basketball there's 11 Power 5 conferences. Like yes. in football, I consider like that. Technically, it's Power 6. But I'm going to go through my favorites and then just kind of a, a dark horse down the line. Somebody, if you can find odds, they're super hard to find like regular season odds. All the books that I have here, I can't find them. But if you could, go ahead. So I'm going to give you my favorite and the team that's probably going to have higher odds that I think could also win. Starting off with the Big Ten, you're going to love to hear this. Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten. Gross. Everybody loves Indiana. I get it. But, again, I'm Trey Staxon Davis has been the same guy for three years. I'm not going to lose my mind that he's back for another season. Hunter Dickinson has still been a star. Jalen Llewellyn comes over from Princeton. He is going to fill in, like, kind of the Mike Smith. Like, I think Michigan's been trending in the right direction. Now, sleeper team, Illinois. Illinois might not be a team I think could win the Big Ten, but that's a team that's going to be – because in the Big Ten, there's so many dominant bigs. They don't really have that. Like, Kofi's obviously gone. So, I don't know how well they're going to do in the Big Ten, but that's a team I think that can go deep in the NCAA tournament. They're built for it. Terrence Shannon comes over from Texas Tech, and the mullet man, Matthew Meyer, comes over from Baylor. Like, that's going to be a two-headed monster there. Over under on – over under .5 – Men that Juwan Howard smacks this season. Oh, 
I mean, I would love to take the over here, but I th- him and Greg Gard kind of, I think, amended their differences. But J- Jokes aside, you are right. Like, I do think this Michigan team is going to be very good this season. They, they continue to, I mean, they kind of, like, unlocked it with Jawan. They're getting the recruits. They're, they're continually a good team in the Big Ten. And... I do like that Illinois pick because, like you said, I love those transfers. I love watching Shannon at Texas Tech. What a weird that he left. Like I, I thought that was weird. But yeah, and same with Matthew Meyer. Like I did not expect the, either of those guys to leave. But was Meyer because like he? I think he wanted he, to be the guy. Well, I I wonder if he used up his eligibility at Baylor. Because what if he was a four-year player? The only way he plays this season, well, I guess with the COVID year. But yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, he had his grad. Yeah, he probably wanted to be the guy. So I do like either one of those picks. ACC pretty chalk here, in North Carolina. I mean, everybody's back. I don't, I don't agree with the preseason number one ranking at all. I mean, we saw it exactly. With I mean, UCLA. that's because they were in the national. Yeah, championship. it's the same thing with UCLA going to the Final Four. Like that does. I mean, they caught lightning in a bottle at the end of the year. Obviously, they're still super loaded. And then my sleeper would be Miami. Oh, wow. I was expecting your sleeper would be Duke. <laughs> no, I'm worried about Duke. That's a lot of young kids there. And I did, it never really comes to fruition. To There's been two freshman-led teams to win a national title. There's been the Kentucky and the Duke team. Mm-hmm. It doesn't normally happen. And then Miami. Miami was a Sweet 16 team last year. Did they end up going to Elite Eight? I can't remember. I can't remember. The Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. after they beat Because I remember they beat Auburn. I don't remember who they played the next round. But Isaiah Wong is back. They got Norcher Amir, came over from Arkansas State. He was a 20-point game scorer, but he's a little – he's like a 6'7 guy who averages about 12 rebounds a game. And then they get Nigel Pack. And Nigel Pack coming over from Kansas State as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. That's a sleeper. I don't know if it's going to happen. But the Big 12, fuck it. I don't give a shit. It's Texas. <laughs> Here we fucking go again. We were on Texas last year, and that was just complete and utter disappointment. Yeah, Timmy Allen's back. Got Tyrese Hunter coming over from Iowa State. He was eleven point a game scorer as a freshman. I love, I love Texas. I now maybe the postseason run is it? Is Rick Barnes finally going to be able to get a team to the Final Four? I don't know, but this is probably his best team and his best chance too. Sleeper, give me TCU. TCU was so close to beating Arizona last year in the second round, and everybody's back, obviously led by Mike Miles. Probably going to be around an 18, 19-point-a-game score. This this Horn Frog team's legit. This is the best TCU team we've seen so far. SEC, Tennessee. Did you see the expedition game or hear about it? They played an exhibition against Gonzaga. Oh, they do? Mopped them. Really? Mopped them. The second half, they end up blowing him out by 20, with mostly starters playing. So, like, actual rotation guys playing in this game. The only reason that I like this pick is true, and it wasn't even in a basketball game. It happened in the the football game against Kentucky last week. The basketball team came out with their SEC championship trophy and went right at the Kentucky fans that were in the front row. Like, it was hilarious. Like, the pettiness between those two fan bases, I love it. It it spilled over to football, but when it comes to basketball, that is so This is the best Tennessee team we've seen in a long time. And then I'll go with Florida as my sleeper. 
Kyle Lofton comes over from St. Bonnie. Colin Castleton is back. They missed the tournament last year, correct? Yeah. I don't believe they made it last year. But when Castleton played, like Florida was a completely different team, and he is back yep. again, and he is a giant force. And Lofton's going to be doing every, basically everything offensively for this team. Pac-12 UCLA. I don't care if Johnny Juzang's gone. Everybody else is back. Tiger Campbell is back. Jimmy Yaquez is back. Tiger Campbell has been there for like 25 years. He's been there 20 years. I'm pretty sure we graduated high school at the same fucking time. Yeah, and he's still there. It's crazy. I can't fucking believe it. And then my sleeper, I didn't really have one because like Arizona would obviously be the next choice, but if you want to go down the line for like a long shot, give me USC. Drew Peterson, Boogie Ellis. It's going to hurt not having Isaiah Mobley back, but it's a team that could maybe get hot in the regular season and compete for it. I'm still going to go Villanova for the Big East. I mean, it's hard to go against. It, I, it depends on how quick Justin Moore comes back from that gross injury, but I still want to go with him. My dark horse, I didn't really have anybody. I said maybe Xavier, maybe Creighton, but everybody loves Creighton. Creighton's the pick to win the conference. UConn. I would pump the brakes on. I am not going UConn. I refuse <laughs> Damn to go. <it>. UConn. <laughs> the American is Houston, and there's nobody. There's no sleeper. No, no, I really. There, there's no sleeper. You, Houston should be the number one team in the country. They're the best team in the country. They should be clear, like heavy minus money to win. Yeah, I guarantee if you find odds, they're big, big minus money. Memphis would be the second closest team to them, but they're not competing with Houston. How can you, like, how can you really trust Penny? Like, yeah, I, as I, an in-game like adjustment coach, not a chance. Mountain West, San Diego State. Matt Bradley's back. Darion Trammell comes over from Seattle. He was a seventeen. He's like sixteen, seventeen point game score. This and, should be another one that's like heavy favorite, kind of, right? Yes, with a close Wyoming right behind them. Okay. Because Hunter um, Bonato's back. He's that like 6'7 guard who like plays in the post. Yep. He's like w- so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Graham Ike is also back, their best two players. And they got some guys from UCLA and Colorado. I don't like love them, but I mean, coming from the Pac 12 to the Mountain West, they're going to get some chances. WCC, I'll let you take this one. I mean, is there any other choice than Gonzaga? No, there is no choice, and nobody's how ha- All right, how- maybe the heavy – no, they can't be the heaviest. Do you think? I think they'll be the heaviest favorite by far because there's no – even if they're not – even if they And should- they will still somehow manage to drop a game to St. Mary's. And yes, and they will be a one seed. St. Mary's is good. BYU is good. Portland, a team to watch out for. Just saying. A ten Dayton, I everybody knows I hate Dayton. Let's I hate go Flyers. I hated them last year, and they. Oh my God! Yes, you and the Dayton fan base on Twitter. We got in wars because they had no guards. And Proved so you wrong. <laughs> and then their guards got good. They developed very quick. But Deron Holmes, dude, that could be an Obi Toppin kind of jump in his sophomore year. He was a top forty recruit. The kid is really good. Dayton should be the clear favorites. I mean, the sleepers would be. I mean, the team's right behind him, like VCU, SLU, good. But I'm going to go with Loyola Chicago. First year in the A-10. It's a big jump in competition. Yeah, but. I like love Loyola, but man, this jump does have me a little bit worried. And then Lucas Williamson is gone, but Brady Norris is still there, a lot of the other pieces there. And then Valentine's still a hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. And then the last one here is I got Conference USA. It's UAB, and it's not close. There's no sleeper. Jelly. UA, UAB's winning. And not to mention, like, Eric Gaines comes over from LSU. They got transferred from Rhode Island. Like, they got big, big-time players coming over 
to play along with Jelly. UAB, UAB could be a Final Four team. <laughs> a sleeper Final Four. <laughs> they will make Give me Jelly in the Final Four. <laughs> I will make this clear here. They will be a top twenty-five Ken Palm team at the end of the year. They are so good. So could. They'd be good enough that if they don't win their conference tournament. Oh, 100%. It's a two-big league. If if they don't win the conference tournament, let's say Western Kentucky gets in there, maybe Middle Tennessee State gets in there, UAB can win. If UAB wins the conference, it's a one-big league. If they win the tournament, that's that's it. So that's those are basically the, the giant ones. Oh, if you can find Sacramento State to win the big sky, bet that one too because you're probably going to get 10-1, to 1, and that's a team that could probably win the conference. So now – Last, I don't have the odds on them here because I'm just giving you my realistic teams that could win the whole thing. I think Gonzaga could. Okay. Also, bet Gonzaga every year to win the title because the year you don't bet it, they're going to win it and you're going to hate yourself. I mean, and I you can bet, still get nine to one. I'm pretty sure, like the last four years, I bet it and it hasn't cashed, Cody. I'm worried about this team because defensively, they don't have Chet Holgram to clean up, clean up all the messes. They don't, but. Have they have Drew Timmy back for his 15th year. But de- defensively, though. Yeah, is yeah, what yeah. worries me. The offense is going to be fine. Malachi Smith comes over from Chattanooga. He's going to – he's a dog. I don't, do, you, do you remember him from Chattanooga? Yes, I do. I yes, do. he is very, very good. Julian Strother's also still back. Some of those freshmen from last year, like Nolan Hickman, will probably take a giant leap. I think they'll be good. North Carolina, you have, the AP number one. You can't just not include North Carolina. How gross do you feel saying that? I hate it. <laughs> Kentucky, Houston, Boo. which is my favorite to win it. That is my Boo favorite. on Kentucky. Baylor, UCLA, Tennessee, Texas, Illinois, and I will still throw Duke in there just because they are the most talented team, just pure talent standpoint, but I don't see it. My final four, I'm going with Gonzaga, Houston, Baylor, and Tennessee. And my national championship would be Gonzaga-Houston, a battle of the quote-unquote mid-majors. Yeah. And then I will take Houston. Houston's the best team in the country. So. Oh, so you tell people to bet Gonzaga to win it, and then you don't pick them to win No, it. I'm picking Houston. Houston's my favorite team. I think they win it. I think this is I, finally the year that maybe they can get – one of these mid-majors can get over the hump and win it, if you want to con- include Houston and Gonzaga as mid-majors, which – Real quick, and I know we got a lot of picks and we got to get into football here, but Gonzaga might be joining Power Conference, and we don't know what what it is yet. The Big 12 obviously met Big with 12, Gonzaga. Yeah, Big 12 was the first name that I saw. Then it was Pac-12 and Big East, which... The Big East shit happened last year, too. We've heard rumblings about that. Them being in the Big East would be hilarious. Why do you not just join the Pac-12? It just, it, it just makes too much sense. I don't know. Just, I don't get it. I get you're going to lose UCLA and USC, but you're still going to play some pretty decent programs. But just to just for the absolute insanity that it would make if they went to the Big 12, that would just be amazing. That would make them probably the premier college I mean, basketball turn or or conference think about that it's going to be kansas houston oh i completely i completely forgot about that too houston's coming to the kansas houston and gonzaga in the same oh my god like there's like there's at least three possible like 
Final Four teams, then you throw in a Texas team that can that in my mind is continually going to be at the top. Texas Tech that is completely oh Texas Tech program, yeah, a Texas Tech program that is stingy as fuck. Oklahoma, who I think Oklahoma's leaving. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck. God yeah, damn. Oh, wait, and we're throwing Texas in there, and they're fucking leaving, yeah. too. God I, I damn would, it. I would say, like, maybe even Iowa State. Like, Iowa State, T.J. Altsenberger has been hammering recruits. And College that expansion is fucking up my brain. All right, lastly, did you see, and I love Bob Huggins. I love Huggy Bear. But he said something on the lines of, uh, Oh, yeah, they wouldn't be ready if they went to the Big 12. As Bob Huggins is 0-5 versus Gonzaga. So, and also, just lastly, love West Virginia basketball. West Virginia basketball is going to be bad. And another year of missing the tournament. But yeah, still press Virginia. Well, that's the problem. They actually have gotten away from that. Oh, oh, And well, they need to go back to it. But throw, throw them into the fire. We have a huge, the biggest game of the college football season this weekend so far. Yeah, number two. <laughs> Tennessee, number one Tennessee Volunteers versus at Number three, Georgia, and Georgia is eight-point favorites. If, like, we both, we didn't give it out on our season win total locks, but we were, you and I were both on this Tennessee over. If you would have told me that when we placed those bets, oh, by the way, Tennessee's going to be number one at some point, I would have told you bad shit crazy. <laughs> but, my God, the... the this Tennessee team has been so fun to watch. And, like, we already had an instant classic with them against Bama. And now we're going to get them with probably the biggest game of their program in a very, 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 very long time. And for Georgia, I mean, this is the first, like, big home game that they have had in a while. Like, yeah, there's been, like, Big teams that they played against, but they, I mean, the the magnitude of this game is just like unmatched to any Georgia game that they've had, Georgia home game that they've had in a while. This, I can not wait for this game. The, the thing is, I keep thinking about is going to, it's going to be really hard to live up to that Alabama Tennessee game because that game was awesome. But this is also, to me, and I don't know if you agree with this. This is a very high variance game for me. Like I don't see. There's. So I think many we games. talked about it. It's just like with the Bama game, the hot, very high variance that we were talking about. Like Tennessee could win this game, keep it close, or Bama could just absolutely blow Tennessee out. I think the yeah. same thing can happen here. Mike, do you think I'm crazy that I just think this Tennessee offense can score on anybody? I don't think you're wrong. This is going to be the first time that we're going to see if that's true, though. I know, but it just seems like this is by far the best defense that they've played. Oh yeah, because obviously, like you look even at- with even with like the injuries that Georgia's had. I know Nolan Smith's out for the season. They just have they're especially on their defense. They're like Bama, just plug in another five star. Yeah, and obviously the scheme's a little bit better too. The Georgia defense is just legit. Every has been legit every single year. And then on the flip side, like I don't. Like Tennessee's defense has to have like some sort of like they have to step up a little bit. I don't think you can just let them because Georgia's not going to blow you away, but like the offense is still a pretty well oiled machine and they're going to get theirs. Yeah, Tennessee I mean, defense needs to have. I think that one of the biggest keys is they need timely stops. Like the third down defense has to be on freaking point here. 
Yeah, and I think like the biggest thing that like every team should have when you're playing Georgia is control Brock Bowers. If you start letting him get wide open over the field, you are in for a world of hurt. And like I mean, Georgia's offense is like kind of predicated on those tight ends between Bowers and Darnell Washington. Like for the Tennessee linebackers, it's time to step up. You guys are going to be have some pretty hard matchups, but if you let those two control the game, you're going to be in for a long game. Yeah, and we're not like giant Stetson Bennett fans, but Stetson Bennett is usually cool as a cucumber at home too. I mean, like, I know like the talent, like the raw talent might not be there with Stetson Bennett. But the fact that he has been in so many big games, this is a national championship winning quarterback. Like, that factors in a lot. I think that Tennessee should have the quarterback advantage in this game, but you, the added advantage of being in so many big games for Bennett cannot go uns. I was in paying attention. I'm wearing my Tennessee shirt. I've literally noticed that since I came to your house, and now you just realize you're wearing your Tennessee shirt. Yeah, you are this fucking, is also like the battle of what, you, like the 24 year old quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hunter texted. I didn't even know Stetson Bennett was that old. Hunter yeah. texted me one day, my brother, and he was like, "Dude, you know Tennessee Bennett's 24 or 25?" Yeah, because he like, went because while he was at Georgia, went JUCO. And then came back. Hunter's like, get a job. <laughs> like, like, I was like, you're older than me. Shit, he might, he could be turning in, like turning into draftable. I don't know. He 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 probably will end up at least on a NFL roster for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think so too. So I have a play in this game. I don't know if you do. We'll get to it when we get to the picks. I don't have an official play in this game, but I just i i can't I can't get away from him. I'm taking. Tennessee in the points. Yep, I'll I'll just go ahead and get rid of it too. I have Tennessee too. I'm taking plus eight. Like there's you're giving me a touchdown and then a little bit more. I have to take that. And you know, there is a scenario where I see Hendon Hooker being under pressure the entire game, doesn't feel right, the Tennessee offense is stagnant, and Georgia wins by twenty one. I do see that scenario. But Tennessee has given us no reason to not believe in this offense, no matter what defense it's going against. So I'm taking Tennessee here. Alabama, 13.5-point favorites at LSU down in the bayou. One of the hardest places to play at. Granted, this Bama team knows how to win They there. do. They, like, I don't know where I saw the stat, but LSU's the majority of their wins have came at Alabama. And then there's been so many times that Bama has just walked into Baton Rouge and just giving them giving LSU an ass kicking in front of their home crowd. So I don't I really don't know what to expect because this LSU team ha- continues to get better. Like I know we've clowned on Brian Kelly a lot. He's a good coach. Yeah, he's starting to get this team together and they're starting to hit their stride. They've come a long way from that FSU game and that Tennessee ass kicking that they had. They can they continue to impress me. And I'm not fully impressed with Alabama. And this is a true road game. And Alabama in these true road games, especially this season, like when you look at the Texas game and the Tennessee game, they have not looked good on the road. And I just 
I don't have any play on this, but I am. I was very tempted to take LSU in the points, but I do not have an official play. Like I said, LSU could cover. LSU could get blown out 29 to nothing. I think that was the score of one of their games. Yeah, I think Bama needs to make Daniels throw the ball and maybe beat him with his arm. Because if you let him run around, if you can take away his first read, like we've always said, he's going to take off running. But if this was maybe like 14 and a half, I think I might play LSU. But the, I could easily see Bama covering this 13 and a half and making a 14-point game. I'd like the 14 and a half to be safe. Yeah, I think if any, if I had... Like I said, if I had to play, probably LSU, but I um, I kind of lean the under a lot. I don't know what it's at. I thought it was. I've, I can look it up here. But that that, that, that makes kind of sense to me because it seems like at the end of the day, most of these Alabama-LSU games outside of the Joe Burrow-Tua game are usually pretty ugly. Well, the first Joe Burrow-Tua game was not very good for LSU. 56 and a half. Yeah, that I thought that does seem like I a lot thought, of points. I thought it was at fifty seven when I thought about it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an official play in this game. I really if you touch any part of this game, Godspeed, I am not. No. I am staying as far away from this game, but you know what? I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this is the late cause this is, comes right after the Tennessee Georgia game, correct? I do believe. Yes, because it's three thirty, and this is because I'm pretty slot. sure the way this this week goes, the noon slate isn't that good. Then the three o'clock, obviously, you have the game of the year. Yes, um, let's go. I'm going to skip one of the ones you gave me here. We're going to Wake Forest at NC State. Wake is a four point favorite in this game. We it's only a, added this in because this is a ranked on ranked game. It doesn't really have any implications on like the playoffs or anything like that. Not even for the ACC. But what the fuck happened last weekend? I do not. For it? What the I, fuck happened? I don't know. It was like watching Wake Forest as much as I have. There is at least one game a season that Sam has one of these absolute blow-up games, and this was that game. I thought that this Louisville line, or that line last week, what was it, Wake Forest minus four? I think it was three. It was three yeah, three I thought half. that was the biggest rat line in the world, and it almost made me want to take Louisville. But oh, I, took, I, took, I took Wake Forest. I was all Rough. in. I was all in on it. Well, wasn't that the Hunter pick of the week? That was one that he told me. He's like, dude, this seems like a layup, but I'm scared. But, yeah, that was just one of them Sam blow-up games. And also, like, I mean, that was just brutal. I think it was eight turnovers. We've had back-to-back weeks where an ACC team had eight turnovers in a game. First it was Miami, now it was Wake Forest. And those turnovers either led straight to points or literally was a pick six. Yeah, and on the flip side for NC State, you grinded out a win against Virginia Tech last week on Thursday night, 22-21. Morris looked good as the quarterback. Like They started to hit a little bit of a rhythm with him. He pulled them back into that game, able to win it. I don't really know what to expect. I really don't. Um, like, part of me is like when you, for NC State, when they're at home, bet them, and they're four point dogs, and I just don't know what to expect. Yeah, the defense at NC State scares me a little bit, but I, 
I do have an official play in this game, and I'm going to give it away. I'm taking Wake points. I'm going to Wake. I'm taking the minus four. I love NC State, but I think this is a Hartman bounce back spot. He can be kind of hot and cold. This is one he bounces back on. And I just do not have faith in the NC State offense, even if even if Wake's defense isn't all that. But All right, I have a play in the next game, too. And then so we have two more big ones here. We're going to do Texas at Kansas State. Kansas State is two-and-a-half-point dogs. Connor, you were totally right about this Kansas State team. You're saying that after my Kansas, the Connor State Wildcats destroyed the Cody State Pokies. That was so bad. That That, was was Will Howard, my dude. Oh my god, and the Kansas State defense is legit. Jesus Christ. It really, really does suck that Kansas State slipped up to Tulane. It does, because even be, with the loss to TCU, like you could potentially like get into the playoffs. Yeah, especially if they would have like you know the bounce back spot against them in the title game. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Quinn Ewers has struggled a little bit on the road mm-hmm. so far this season here, and it's a night game in Manhattan. That is scary, scary, scary. I don't. I honestly, I want. I kind of think the line should probably be flipped around. I think Kansas State should probably be getting two and a half. I thought the same thing because too. that means they think Texas is five and a half points favor on neutral. And I don't agree with that. I don't know about that. Granted, like I under like I understand Texas at their absolute best can compete with anybody in the nation, but also at their worst, they could lose to just about any team in the nation. I think it's just a product of the power rating system. The power rating system still loves this Texas team. Yeah, because, I, I mean, how we were talking about it on the uh, doing at looking at your rankings, Texas was consistently in the top ten, and we couldn't. Under- and they won't leave. Yeah, they won't. They they won't go away. I can never get them out of there. But I do not have an official play. Obviously, if I had an official play, it would be the Kansas Kansas State plus two and a half. So I do, and I'm going to give it away. Okay. I'm going to take Texas under 28 points. Wow. Night game mm-hmm. in Manhattan. Quinn Ewers has struggled on the road. Kansas State defense. Kansas State defense is legit. I know everybody hates on Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders is not a terrible quarterback. And he's been a guy who's played for five years. Like, he knows how to play. He's a veteran. He can play against anybody. Like, Quinn Ewers is young still. It's a road game. This Kansas State defense is going to get pressure on him. I'm going to take the under Texas 28 points here. I'm not going to pick a side. If I did pick a side, I would take I would lay, I would would take the points with Kansas State. Probably even take the money line here. So, you've already given away three, three picks. Three of your official So, picks. we're going to go to this last game here, and I know you have a play on this one, too. Okay. Clemson, minus three and a half. Is it at Notre Dame, right? Yes. Just at Notre Dame. Yes. Clemson slid into what? The four, the last spot in the college football playoff. Yep, four. Why does this line seem super low to me? I I don't know. I think it could be just like Notre Dame's defense. The last time we saw Clemson against Syracuse, really they offensively kind of struggled like I did have Syracuse plus 14 in that game, I think. But if it's not for two major turnovers in that game, or 
Clemson ends up blowing Syracuse out. But I I do I do feel like this line is kind of ratty, but also I'm just gonna get my official play away right now. This is my favorite play of the week. And I'm worried it's gonna bite me in the ass. Clemson minus three and a half. I am laying the points with Clemson. I don't care who the hell Notre Dame throws in at quarterback. I do not think well, they all stink. They could fucking throw Brady Quinn in at quarterback, and I don't know if they'd be able to move the ball on this Clemson defense. I I kind of thought about taking a play on the under just because I think Clemson is able to thoroughly control this Notre Dame defense. I'd, um, I'd almost consider taking Notre Dame team total under. I don't and even know. That I'm not is even... my official play. Oh, really? Notre Dame under 20 points. Oh, I love that. I'm thinking 14 is the max. Is this team scoring? I'm thinking seven. <laughs> okay, I'd like it even better. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I really just think that this Clemson defense is going to just... I, th- there could be a good chance that Clemson's able to shut Notre Dame's defense out. Did the 100%, yeah. Like, I really do. I, I hate it because I hate Clemson, but I just think that they thoroughly kick Notre Dame's ass. Yeah, and I like the three and a half as well. So I have six picks left. You have nine. Go ahead and get rid of a couple here. All right. I'm going back to the well with one of my teams and kind of fading a team that I do not like. Uh, Give me Wazoo minus three and a half against Stanford. Stanford hates fun. They do. I can't believe that they suspended their fucking mascot for having that sign. That was what? You didn't see that? All right, so I saw something, but I was confused. Like I saw you tweet something, but I didn't like really dive into it. So during, I think it was halftime, the Stanford band was performing, and the Stanford tree had a sign that said "Stanford hates fun," and it okay. wasn't. And it and he, they ended up suspending the Stanford tree. Oh my god! The band did. The band suspended the How does Stanford. the band have any power? I don't fucking know. This is... Fucking nerds. They hate fun. Yeah, they hate fun. bunch of nerds. So, Wazoo, I, I think it's gone up to four and a half. It is. I really don't care. Stanford is bad. They're, I've been fading them a lot this season. I think that Wazoo kicks their ass. Week 10 of the season, and Connor has probably picked Wazoo in every single game so far of the season. But they've been covering. I haven't picked them every game, but the majority of the time that I have like grabbed their points, like it, they have covered. Yeah. Uh, next, I told you I had a pick that is strictly based off of an old pick. Okay. I like it. Liberty plus... 14 against Arkansas. I like that. I like that I really think that this could be the potential. Like, Hugh Freeze is a very smart coach. In the games that he has coached Liberty, in the big games against bigger opponents, it's like we're not going to be able to throw the ball all over you. He's able to slow his offense down, gain yards. I remember the Virginia Tech game. They really slowed down their offense. And in a lot of the games that they're playing a bigger opponent, they will slow it down and keep games close. 
I think that they're going to be able to move the ball pretty well on Arkansas's defense. Granted, I think Arkansas will be able to get some points, but I think this game's a lot closer. Yeah, I love that. This is a memorial bet for Liberty plus, I think it was 24, was it, Virginia against Virginia Tech all those years ago? This is a memorial. What's going to happen is Liberty's going to come out here and win this game outright, and then Auburn's going to hire him I, immediately. I like that's the other part of it that I think this could be an audition for him to get a head coaching job. It really is. He would be my, if I was Auburn, he would probably be my top guy. But next, I am taking Florida State minus seven and a half against Miami. This Miami team is bad. I don't care that it is in Miami. Florida State is gonna thoroughly kick. Miami's ass they have the clear quarterback advantage I don't care if Van Dyke's healthy and playing in this I don't care if Garcia's playing in this I don't care I don't care Florida State I agree and it's not like I think the Miami fans will actually show up for this one because this is a rivalry game but still how much of a home field advantage of that is that Miami stinks so you have six left or seven left you can, you go ahead. And, I want to look. I want to look at the weather in Miami and see if if it's if it's nice out. They ain't going to this game. Okay, so where do I want to go here? I think you have this, but I'm gonna play it too because you kind of alluded to it when we were talking. I'm gonna take the Kansas Oklahoma State over. 63 oh God, points. it's gonna be 84 with no rain in Miami. They ain't showing up to this fucking game. They're gonna nah, be, at the to be at the beach. They're gonna be at the beach. Did you have that? What was Kansas your... State Oklahoma State over 63? It's dropped to 63. Yes. God damn it. I have to. You have it to is play an that. official play. I had it written down at 65. It opened up at 69, and it just keeps dropping, and it scares the ever-living okay. shit out of okay, me. Okay, let me... But... B- before we go crazy, let me double-check my numbers and make sure I'm not just making a complete But also, fool. stat to back you up... 63. It's still 63. Stat to back you up. Oklahoma State is, I believe, 6 and... Or no, seven and two. It should be eight one if they could score one goddamn point. I literally had the (laughs) over in that fucking game, and I'm like, Oklahoma State. I just need a fucking couple points, buddy. Yeah, like yeah. No, I am with you on that. Oklahoma State overs have been very, very great to me this season, and I, I'm with you on that. Thank you for stealing one of my picks, jackass. All right, coming to me now. I'm taking Penn State. Minus 14 against Indiana. I think they come out complete. What? You jackass. <laughs> you just stole one of mine. Oh, great. All right. Well, we could talk We've about never this. never agreed this, this, on this like, many. I think Penn State comes out a little bit pissed off that they didn't come, again, come away with that Ohio State game. Granted, I'm happy that they didn't. But, like, Indiana's not good. No, Indiana stinks. And they just lost their best wide receiver for the season. I do like this Penn State defense caused a lot of struggles for Ohio State's offense. I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to do that against Indiana. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. I think this offense just runs all freaking over over Indiana. I think this could be a 21-24 point blowout here. And I don't see where Indiana's scoring a ton of – like any scenario where they're scoring a lot of points. 
So, so I'm down to five. What are you at? Four? I'm at four, yeah. All right, I'll just throw another one out there. Completely disgusting under uh, with two terrible teams. This is probably my sicko mode play of the week. Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, under 40 and a half. I understand these are two bad teams, and sometimes when two bad teams play, it can cause points. I think that there's not many points in this game. Yeah, I'm, I I get so scared taking some of these unders w- when there are when it's only like forty points. But I just Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech have been two of the better under teams this season. So um, in my brain, that just screams under. Not to hijack the show, but. Just a little tip here, especially when it comes to basketball. Connor has a fantastic point. Just because there's two bad teams, do not just hammer the under blindly. Because more likely, why the teams are bad is because they can't defend anything. Players can still score on basically anybody. They just can't play defense. More likely than not, two bad teams are going to go over than under because they cannot defend. Do you want to keep going on basketball or? No. Back picks? No. Okay. Okay, I don't... I, I'm take... This... I don't love this one, but I do like it. And I hate myself for doing it. I'm going to take Michigan State plus 17 versus Illinois. Oh, God. That is a I thought lot about, of points. I thought about that. And, but Michigan State is bad. They are, but what is their super weakest part of their defense? Is their secondary? Yeah. And Illinois is not going to team that's going to be chucking it around everywhere. Uh, maybe Devito does. I mean, he probably could. You could on this Michigan State secondary. Probably. But I think it's a lot of points. Illinois is not losing this game. But I don't think Michigan State loses by two touchdowns and a field goal. All right. So next play for me, I am. A little bit worried about it, but I think the wrong team is favored. I'm going to take Syracuse plus four against Pitt. What? <laughs> That's, I'm, you're taking all my picks now. God damn it, you're on this. Yeah, I have this too. Like, I think this is a great bounce back spot for Syracuse, and Pitt has done nothing all season to impress me at all. I mean, the only thing that has impressed me about Pitt is their defense. Because also, we got to remember, this Pitt team was very close to beating Tennessee at the beginning of the season. So, their defense has been pretty good, but that offense just is not, is just not good. I like, I like, I give the edge to, like, when it comes to the defenses, it could, it couldn't lean Pitt a little bit. But Syracuse's defense is not too far behind. But when you compare these two offenses, I like Syracuse's offense a lot more than I do. I like Pitt's. A hell of a lot more. How many do you have left? I have two. I have three. Okay. Go ahead and get rid of one here. All right. Without oh, one. Oh, wait. No. Never mind. I have two. You, okay, I dude. forgot that you did take that. I forgot to. We, we already discussed. I, I didn't mark down that I talked about the Oklahoma State Kansas over. I'm going to take Louisville minus seven at James Matt. Versus James Madison. James Madison has looked bad after basically ever since they got ranked. They have like quarterback injuries have yes. derailed it a little bit. But and Louisville just is coming off a super high of beating Wake Forest. That is the reason that it worries me the most. That is such a high to come off of and play a scrappy James Madison team. But could they just ride that momentum instead of having the letdown spot? 
I don't know how much I trust Satterfield. And I just do not. And Sat- that's another thing. Satterfield's still, in my opinion, coaching for his job from the, at the end of the season. A loss here to James Madison could just completely erase that Wake Forest win, and he, his ass is going to be hotter than hell. And James Madison, since their quarterbacks went down, has not looked like a good football team. They've looked middle of the road in the Sun Belt against a halfway decent scrappy ACC school. Give me Louisville all day. It's only a touchdown. All right. Going back to an over, give me the UCF Memphis over. Two of the better over teams in college football. I love this over. Over 59. I think there are so many damn points in this game. I think this goes way over. All right, now I'm going back to the well here. Give me Oregon minus 31 and a half against Colorado. They have, this is a team that really has to show out if they want to make the playoffs. You cannot beat Colorado by 21. You need to beat the brakes off of them. and Do not take your foot off the gas pedal. This is not a situation where you're just looking forward. They play Washington next week where let's just get to the Washington game. No, you have to put up style points. I have Oregon at minus 29. I grabbed this awesome. early. So, love yeah, that. I do. Love I that. absolutely loved it. I think it opened at 28. It was like 28. It might have been It 29. opened at 20. It might be 28 and a half. It opened at 28 and a half, and I was like, had to have been like a second away, but as soon as I placed the bet, it jumped to 29. Don't you love but, that? It's like, I moved the line. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, no, and that even happened in a – I'm – I'm not giving it away, but I did grab Ohio State at 35 and a half, and it's at 38 right now. Yeah, it's, I love that. Yeah, good. That's why I always get the lines early on, especially if— Granted, there's more times than not I get absolutely fucked because while I do like Oklahoma State over at the Oklahoma State-Kansas over at 63 that we just gave it away at, I ended up having to grab it at 69 when it opened up because oh, I, thought, I thought it was going to continue to go up. I didn't think it was going to go down. I will say... It- that is the problem with grabbing lines early is that you could either get... You could get completely rewarded or you could get absolutely yes. fucked. Strategically, though, I would say if you do it strategically, you're better off. So I would say maybe seven to eight times out of 10, if you're grabbing a giant favorite, like a big school like Ohio State against Northwestern, the line will go up Mm -hmm. before it goes down. No. All right, to my last pick, another absolutely disgusting over, or under, I'm sorry. I ended up getting this at 43 and a half. It has since dropped to 40 and a half. But give me the under in Kentucky, Mizzou. I think this game's going to be disgusting. I think this score, like, we we were talking about the spread outside, and it's dropped because it was at 2.5 for Kentucky minus 2.5. And, and what did you say it was now? One. Minus one. I think this is a field goal game, and I think it's pretty reminiscent of how that Vandy-Mizzou game was, 17-14. I just think this game goes way under. Yeah, I think it's going to be ugly. I want to bet Kentucky minus one, but again, I think it's kind of just seems like a rat line. I, I like taking Mizzou money line, honestly. <laughs> I don't blame you there. Well, that's week 10. 
Um, college we basketball. will be back with more episodes on Monday. We still haven't decided what we're really going to do about college basketball picks yet. There might be just for until football is over, we might just spring. Yeah, we might bit. just kind of be riding the like college football wave until it ends around college or con- conference championship will be like the one week that like or after that it's going to kind of transition into college basketball but obviously for the playoff national championship that's going to be the headline oh, yeah. at that time. But. I think what we should do is probably kind of just what we did just do like you know the quick 15 minutes and then we transition back into it. Yeah, you know and I mean? like during college basketball season we'll end up having me start talking about things that are happening in the college football offseason, stuff like that, coaches firing, people that hit hitting the portal. I'm going to be the, I am going to be all over the portal this year. Yep. And it is the best time of year cuz we got the best of both worlds right now. So, yep. Good luck this weekend. We're out of here. Peace.